This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 66 for the week of February 25th, 2007. Welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball site. Daisenshu EX? That is correct. We cover anything and... Everything. Everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening in a little bit of entertaining. Hey, y'all. Sup? I am the host of this here program. My name is Mike Libri. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX. And over here, yonder to my less than proverbial right, the woman in charge of um, scooping the kitty poop. Yeah, that's what I want to be known as. <laughs> thanks. Mary, how you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. I was going to say the woman in charge of the temple o trunks, but then I remembered kitties and i thought that was funnier it is funnier is funnier a word or are you supposed to say yeah, more sure. funny i think funnier is a word if vegeta ex says funnier is a word so it must be it must be so yeah indeed um you're here yeah i tend to be here where i live uh, right julian who i also live with or should i say whom but you don't uh, anyways right he lives with me online in like a boyfriend kind of internet Website. I don't want to hear this. Uh, Julian is off skiing this evening. I have not even taken a sip yet. You lush, you. <laughs> Julian's not here. We're recording. Well, it's Thursday, and I guess that's early. Some We're all over the place, but we're going to be kind of out all weekends. So we need to get this shiznit done. So it's Thursday. It is Mary and myself. Well, Julian makes time on the slopes, that lucky boy. That poor boy. Well, we're just going to get right on into it. We have stuff this week, and amazingly enough, all of our... Well, one's not, but the two big ones are Dragon Ball-related stuffages. That they stuff. are. And um, it's uh, unfortunately of the tooting your own horn variety, but, but it's so cool because we're so astonished. So let's just get into it. We shall. The first thing we should talk about is the DVD review from last week. We went over, as we called it, the Big Orange Review... The big orange review. Thank you. Of I the can, orange brick. This is going to be a fun episode when I can't speak properly, and there's only two of us. Yes, the review of Funimation's quote-unquote so-called remastered DBZ Season 1. We talked about that, and I guess you could say we tore it a new asshole. Yeah, as if it didn't have enough already. Um, We got some interesting responses to it. I'm... Very happy with the responses on the forum. A lot of people saying, you know, you gave it a bad review, but you stuck to the facts and you just told it like it was. On the opposite end of the spectrum, a few people thought we were bashing Funimation as a company. Oh, absolutely not. Let's make that clear. That like, we like Funimation for the most we're part. We're over that. that. That was 10 years ago. Right, right. When they deserved it. <laughs> uh-huh. They just make silly decisions regarding Dragon Ball. Everything else is fine. Yeah. So we don't hate Funimation as a company. They just do stupid shit with Dragon Ball. Um, and I really don't know that there's anything else we can say about the set at this point. I think we covered just about everything in the episode. Between what's online and what's, you know, in our episode and what Corey's going to have in his online review coming up soon. Right. Um, you have all the information you need. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to say in addition to that was thank you to everyone who has gone to other forums, other sites, and they're like, hey... Check out this podcast review. They went over everything. You might want to learn a little bit about this stuff. I was just like, wow, this is getting everywhere. So I want to just thank everyone for 
Plug in Daizen Shui X places. If we can create some informed shoppers, then our job is done. Yeah, like we said, it's important to legally own things. We don't have a problem with that, but we also want people to know what they're purchasing because it's also important to know about stuff and be an informed consumer, an educated consumer, an enlightened consumer, an entertained consumer. Consume see, see how consumers. I, I pull consume consumers. Yeah, I sure. consume consumers for breakfast. <laughs> Is that? Uh, oh, the other thing I want to do was uh, thank Bryce over at um, Otaku Generation for plugging us there as well with uh, the review. Yay! Thanks, Bryce. Yay. Yay! I think that's it for the DVD stuff. Let's move into the other D stuff for the week. D- 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 Dragon Ball. So I noticed this yesterday. Uh, in case you don't know what Dig is, in case you've been living under a rock for like a year on and the a half interweb or, for a long time, right? And I do live under a rock when it comes to some things, but even I know about Dig, and even I know about Dig, which right. is like even scarier. <laughs> I know about it through you because you'd come home. Like, from work, and we'd chat, and you'd be like, oh, I read this on Dig, and it got to the point where we are like, well, why is Mike just telling me about stuff on Dig when I can just start going to Dig myself? <laughs> and I did, and right. now it occupies a good chunk of my, you know, free time on the internet. Right. So Dig, the social news bookmarking website thing, uh, I saw this headline yesterday, I think it was yesterday evening, yeah. and immediately I think, X. So the headline here was Dragon Ball Z as drawn by other famous anime artists. Now, if you've been familiar with Daizen Shuiek since, oh, I don't know, forever, you know that ever since the Kanzenban started coming out in Japan, and I don't have the date in front of me, was it like 2003? I think it was 2004. Four? Or three, three or four. All right. It was like years ago at this point. And that's frightening that that was years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the Kanzenban was the re-released version of the manga, condensed down from 42 volumes to 34. They didn't cut out anything. They were just bigger books and uh, more chapters per book. And starting with volume one, every odd volume had an insert, which um, they called Dragon Ball Children later on. But it was essentially a tribute to Toriyama and Dragon Ball, and it was a picture of the characters drawn in that artist's style. And the first one was Eichiru Oda. One Piece! Great first picture to have. Right. I think Kishimoto from Naruto was next. And so yeah, then, like the really heavy hitters right, right. first. <laughs> Went on from there. Um, but anyways, so I see this and I think, wow, we've had that up. You know, as they were coming out in Japan, Julian was purchasing them and scanning them and putting them up on the site. So my first thought was, oh, cool, we got Doug. And my second thought was, oh, shit, we got Doug, my bandwidth. However, you wasn't us. You weren't Doug. It, it, this was strange. So we clicked it, and it goes to some other site called japanator.com. And it looks like they took the images from another site, which in turn took some of them from our site. So you were indirectly Doug, right. and the site that was Doug does have a link to Dyson 2X and at I think, the bottom. I think that was only after Julian posted a, a comment there saying, you know, it would be nice if you credited where you got this stuff from. Because when I looked, he was like the 13th comment over on that site, right? something like that. But anyways, I guess at some points that site was down, because that's what happens when you get Doug, your bandwidth dies, and people were following the links and ended up on Dyson 2X. Which is cool. So in the comments for um, the story on Dig, people link to our, um, as we called it back then, the other artists page and uh, just direct links to all the images and stuff. But what we really want to talk about with this is not just that, oh, hey, people on Dig found X. I mean, that's cool. But what's really cool about this is the response that it's getting. It's amazing and it's completely not what I was expecting. Anytime that there's been any 
mention of anime or manga on Dig, if you click on the comments thread, it's predominantly negative. Right. And you got people tearing anime at you. Asshole, they say what crap it is, yada, yada, yada. And the, I figure... The great example was the Matt Groening um, style. The Futurama and the Death Note, those great images from someone over on DeviantArt. Uh-huh. And they were just tearing like, anime sucks, blah, 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 wank, wank, wank. Like, never mind the fact that the artwork was phenomenal. Phenomenal, right. It's anime crap, you're so cool. So, I go into this thinking, oh my god, if that It's Dragon Ball, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, like, you know, it's Dragon Ball, it's gonna get even more of a negative response. Not so much. It's shocking. Everyone's acting really nostalgic. Everyone's saying, like, oh, I remember this when I was a kid, which makes me feel old because I watched Dragon Ball when I was in high school. We were kids, though. That is not a kid. When I think a kid, I think these people were four or five watching this stuff. (laughs) And now they're in high school because they were talking about it fondly. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing, you know, these are people that saw it on TV and stuff and still remember it and still think, oh, yeah, that show was badass. So it was completely not what I was expecting. And I'm sure they all have... You know, just the American version, um, from their perspective, they're probably all just very casual people, but they're positive. Yeah. That was a damn nice thing to see. So, props for the first time ever to commenters on Dig for being civil and nice and liking Dragon Ball and cool shit. Yeah, it's weird. It's so different from anime fandom where you go on message boards and anytime Dragon Ball's mentioned, you get people, like, throwing shit bits. Right. So, Mary like, and I were talking, we... The conclusion we came to, we're assuming a lot here. Yeah. But it seems like a lot of these people were the casual fans back in the Midnight Run era when Gundam Wing was playing on Cotton Dragon Ball, where Gundam and Dragon Ball were, like, the big shit on Toonami. Mm-hmm. And they were just the casual, I like this, this is cool. No one's jaded yet. Right. It's um the people that... Like us. Well, yeah, like <laughs> us. Where Dragon Ball was their anime gateway drug, got into other shows, and then, you know, got high and mighty, like, oh, well, now that I watch other stuff, I know that well, Dragon Ball is crap. Well, I used to like Dragon well, Ball. I mean, yeah, exactly. But now I don't. It's like, yeah, I used to watch Dragon Ball. I've seen hundreds of shows since then, and yeah. you know what? Still love Dragon Ball. So, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I right. don't feel the need to make myself feel better than anyone else with my anime likings. Right. Anyway, that's just a pet peeve. <laughs> and the other cool thing is um, Geek Nights, which is the other podcast you should be listening to when you're not listening to Daisenshu EX. They mentioned this story in one of their things of the day today. And when I'm recording, it's Thursday, so it was their Wednesday episode about Katsukon. And they were just talking about how some of the images were really cool and they like some of the styles. So this story, like, got around really quickly. And Despite the fact it's two years old. Right. And like Mary said, you know, the tooting their own horn thing, we've had this up for years but it's really cool if you haven't seen this by all means go check this out on Daisenshu EX we have it in the images section I'll link it in the show notes some of these images are phenomenal some of them are frightening like the Yoshio Sawai picture of Super Saiyajin Goku and Frieza if you don't know who that is He's the author of Bo 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 Bo. So you can only imagine what the hizzle that looks like. There's also some very sexy artwork. There is. Like the one from the art. Scandalous. Scandalous picture. <laughs> and there's your Utena reference for the episode. And <laughs> Mar- Mary proving her elitism anime. Right. I don't like Dragon Ball anymore. I like Utena now. Hey. Wait, Utena's old. Yes. A- anyways, you know what we're getting at. Go check out that shit. It's uh, cool stuff. 
Um, and to close out our stuff, and more Mary trying to prove that she's more than just a Dragon Ball fan here. Hey, What's hey, up hey. with you? You know, I'm, Dragon I'm Ball's words, still my favorite show. You I'm know. putting words in your mouth. <laughs> I made a new music video, and it's not exactly a new anime music video. It's more of a parody trailer. Right. We didn't um, do one last year, which is the first time since our X-Men trailer in 2001. 2001. We've we tried to put out a trailer every year since then, and it, it, we broke the tradition. Right. But I hopefully... You had the one? idea last year. I, yeah, that's it true. It just took you a while. Because I didn't have all the source footage and just right. pure laziness. I didn't want to make you know a video on my crappy old computer. Right. Um, so anyway, this is to the movie audio trailer audio thing. Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> For Art School Confidential. I believe it's the TV spot? No, it's a theatrical trailer. Okay, it's the thea- let's assume the theatrical trailer audio. From Art School Confidential to the anime Honey and Clover, which if you haven't seen, you should holy also crap, watch. like the best shoujo next to Nana in years. Nothing like Dragon Ball. No. But you should still watch it. It's, it's awesome. It's funny and dramatic too. Anyway, this, this trailer is mostly of the funny variety. Right. So go check that out on my animemusicvideos.org profile. We'll link to that in the show notes and maybe eventually post it up on YouTube, but my heart will sink seeing it, you know, crappy comedy uh, on that site. It's probably already there. I doubt it. That's true. But if it's not, maybe we'll put it up. We'll I, I found our video succession like four times. It wasn't me that put it up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's going to wrap up the stuff. Most of it was Dragon Ball related. Very exciting. And now we're going to move into the news for the week. The only bit of news this week, and this is a fun one. This came from our forum, who found it on the Toon Zone forum, and it was in response to, I guess, the Funimation panel at Megacon 2007. Um, wow, Funimation. So I guess someone asked about what's up with, or asked about, or they were talking about Dragon Ball, and someone asked what's up with the remastered stuff. Here's what... It was probably Lance. I don't know who it was. I didn't read this too in depth. But there are three points here they had on the Toon Zone forum. Season 2 will be available May 22nd, 2007. 35 episodes. Okay, great. Points out that it's digitally remastered in high definition and has a Japanese music track included with English dialogue. And if you've listened to our review, you know that's quasi-incorrect. Yes, it was remastered in high definition. DVDs cannot be high definition. They're standard definition, just from the high-def masters. Great, whatever. And then the last thing. Widescreen justification. And we have a quote here. A way to rejuvenate the brand with a young audience and introduce them to the greatest action-adventure anime ever. There's a nine-year-old born every day. There's a nine-year-old born every day? we got some weird science going on. Test tube babies. Ah. But anyways, the whole deal here is like, am I supposed to be offended? Because I think I am, but it doesn't make sense. So basically the implication is you have to be nine years old to enjoy Dragon Ball? They're saying this isn't for us. Yeah. Which, I mean, we kind of admitted. Right, I mean, we've known all, I mean, we've made no effort to hide the fact that this is a children's show. And the box set probably isn't for us because we know shit and we can see through their lies. However, we always assume the box, they're going to try and get not new people, but like... But jaded anime fans. Yeah, the, the jaded fans, the people who've been holding off for something like this. A nice, complete, easy-to-digest box set. You've mentioned this before, and I see this on forums all the time, especially gaming forums, with really young people getting into the Dragon Ball Z video games. 
How are they getting into this? Maybe they see the commercials on TV or something, because outside of the video games, I don't know how anyone can get into this show nowadays. I mean, I tried to think back to when I was a kid and getting into new things for the first time. How would I know about them? How would I get into them? And I can't think of anything that I got into that had already been out for, say, 10 years. I can't think of anything either. If that makes sense, like when I got into Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles was relatively new. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. Like when I got into X-Men, it was because the cartoon was airing on TV. Well, that, like I, I had no idea the comic was out since like the 60s. That's a good comparison then, because that is something that had a past history. Yeah, but there was a new thing being produced right, right. that that time. So if you're 12 and you're listening to us, tell us how the hell you got into Dragon Ball, please, because I would love to know. It just doesn't compute It don't us. make sense. And again, should we be offended? I, I don't know. I'm sure we're reading into it way too much yeah. i'm sure he just said it you know spur of the moment exactly you know, it's a happy comment but right yeah it's like uh i mean if he's running this panel at a convention chances are most of the people in the audience aren't nine years old so right the fact that he said that with that kind of audience there kind of surprises me because he had a good chance of offending people in that panel well what it comes down to is that anyone who speaks on funimation's behalf is clearly hanging out with the people who speak on sony's behalf and they all have things shoved up their asses. That's a bit harsh. Yeah, but it's funny. You just picture Funimation Sony executives kind of hanging out, having some drinks. What bullshit can we say this week? They're going to eat that shiznit up. Hells yeah. And the, you know, the Sony Japanese executives all speak with a Southern American accent. Of course. Right. Um, I think that's it for the news. Yeah, that's pretty much it. No, no video games announced this week. <laughs> Next week, maybe. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move it on into the topic for the week and the episode and stuff. All right, fans, sit down. Here we go. Sit down and shut up. We are going to talk about the dub. <gasps> no, 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 no. We're going to talk about not just the dub, but the redub. Holy fucking Moses. From 1996. Hells yeah. <laughs> Had you going there, didn't I? Not me. I knew all along because I had the outline in front of me. Uh, that's true. <laughs> with all the talk about season one going on right now with the box set and all that shiznit, we thought it would be appropriate to give people a little bit of a history lesson with dubs and redubs in season one. Little do people know that there was a redub of Dragon Ball Z from Funimation in 1996. I mean, not from Funimation, the voice actors. Well, right, but Funimation Productions, because right. they were in charge of the show at that time. Right. So, Dragon Ball Z began airing in syndication on TV in the United States in 1996. And, you know, it kept airing, kept airing, season one came out. When season one came out on home video, and also when it repeated on TV, fans who had, you know, maybe taped the episodes or just learned them really well... Notice a couple strange line changes in the first couple episodes. Mary, you're amazingly hardcore. I am. And you know what? What? That's awesome. It I'm is. a better fan than you. Uh, that's true. <laughs> I don't think I actually started taping the episodes. I, we were talking about this the other day, and I didn't look at my tapes to confirm it. But I think the first episode was Black Day for Planet Earth or whatever the name of that episode is when they land. But you started taping the episodes with the first fucking episode. That's right. And I was having this conversation with you the other day. I do not know for the life of me how I knew Dragon Ball Z was starting to air in syndication on TV. Now, at this point, I was already watching Dragon Ball right. dubbed. So maybe I read about it in, like, 
uh, an issue of Ann America or right. something. Because you watched Dragon Ball a year before. That's when that aired. Right. In so 95. I must have been like, oh, right, Dragon Ball Z starting. All right, time to get the tapes ready. So, yeah, I was taping that shiz off the TV the day it aired. Right. Go me. And you know what? Who'd have thunk that 11 years later this would prove <laughs> to be useful? Podcast topic. I, I never would have thought this in a million years. So we did a little bit of uh, archiving this week, and we transferred over your um, taped footage to DVD because tapes don't last, and the more you yeah. watch them, and, and when you tape in EP. And plus I use that tape a lot when making AMVs. I, I know. Using my 2VCR method. I was more concerned with the audio than the video anyway. Oh, yes. so because of this episode. Right. Yay. So episodes one and two, it turns out, had, I think... I totaled 12 different line changes that you can only hear the original versions of if you have the original broadcast recordings. And and, and who has the original yes, broadcast yes, Mary, recordings? This, who, yes, yes. Who? You also have the Harmony Gold dub. That Who's you the off shit? The yes, yes. Who's you're, the best fan You're fucking ever? fantastic. Great, yeah. great. We know. Great. Yes, you're amazing. I bow thank down. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. I always seem to hear Can we continue? Okay. okay. So let's discuss why these changes were made. Now, the, we can only speculate, but... Right. Know. The popular theory is that Saban, who handled the actual distribution for syndication on Funimation's behalf, kind of going to networks and saying, hey, we're Saban. We have Power Rangers. We have money. Show our shit, kind of thing. Saban held Funimation to these crazy-ass standards where they couldn't say the word die. They couldn't say the word death. And the whole Next Dimension bullshit came in here. And Hiffle and all that nonsense that we made fun of, um, we still make fun of because it's funny. Although Funimation kind of abandoned some of that when they brought it all in-house, but it's almost like fandom lore at this point. Yes, that's a good that's a good terminology. Right. Now, I always thought it was the first four episodes, but as I was re-watching and re-listening to these episodes, yes, I put them on the iPod and re-listened to the audio from the episodes to confirm things. It seems that episodes one and two are the offenders here. And we'll get to three and four because those are funny. Apparently, Saban made them go back and re-record some lines because they didn't want these kind of references and words in here. Just so you guys know, the sound clips that we're going to play, um, like we said, this was recorded in 1996. So the audio on the broadcast versions isn't phenomenal. I mean, it's still pretty good for your tapes. I guess they stay in decent condition. And then the really good sounding stuff is from the Arrival DVD, which is why that sounds you know, like DVD quality. Let's start it off in episode one, the very first one in the original broadcast. Chi-Chi says, oh, I'm going to worry myself to death. Mary, isn't that just a figure of speech? Yeah. I mean, people say that all the time. All the time. Uh, on Arrival and when it rebroadcast on television, this is what Chi-Chi said. Oh, all this worrying is going to give me wrinkles. Uh, I mean, the meaning's still there, but, you know. Just kind of strange. She's not talking about going out and, you know, murdering people. Right. So it seems kind kind of a weird change to make. So we're moving along in episode one. Whatever. Here's kind of one of the big ones. This is Kami Senin as Raditz is landing on the island with Kame House. That's kind of hardcore for Dragon Ball. I know you always really like that line. I love that line. I smell death in the air. Wow. That's, that's like a profound kind of line, yeah. especially for Dragon Ball. Now, uh, when that re-aired, all you got was this part. This isn't good. I guess that one was kind of easy. Yeah. Because you just chopped that part off. I mean, it would have been awkward if he just left it as, I smell <laughs> something. <laughs> I smell a beast. 
something like that. He's stunk. So I, I can kind of see that one. That one's, uh, like I said, a little hardcore for Dragon Ball. And we're moving along here. This is Kame Sanin describing to Goku what happened to him as a kid. The line here is as follows. You fell into a ravine and badly injured your head. Any other child would have died, but you recovered. And from that day on, you became a happy, loving boy. Now, let's play the redone version and see if you can tell what the difference is. You fell into a ravine and badly injured your head, but you recovered. And from that day on, you became a happy, loving boy. I think this one's pretty flawless, and it doesn't lose anything either. Maybe you lose the fact that Goku is so strong that he wouldn't have died as a child. Just he recovered. So mm-hmm. It almost makes it sound like it wasn't that bad right. <laughs> of a hit. So maybe it does kind of lose something in there. But it's not, you know, a rewrite. So right. it's okay. The next one, however, is one of those typical Funimation, we're going to take out that reference to death and replace it with something like when they use bully all the time. Just, oh, come on, kind of rewording. So here's the broadcast version. That's enough. Fools, I could kill you all right now. That's what I would expect from Raditz. Yeah, badass. <laughs> Very sexy. And the next one's still kind of badass, but typical Funimation 1996. That's enough! Don't get me mad. Uh, you wouldn't like Raditz when he's mad. That's right. Things happen. And we have one more in episode one here, and this is another explanation version. And this is when Raditz is describing what's happened to planet Vegeta. So here's the original broadcast version. Our home planet, Vegeta, met with an unfortunate accident. Three years ago, a huge comet smashed into it and caused it to explode, killing everyone on it at the time. The entire Saiyan race was destroyed. And the redone version isn't too different, so to speak. So here's that one. Our home planet, Vegeta, met with an unfortunate accident. Three years ago, a huge comet smashed into it and caused it to explode, wiping out everyone. The entire Saiyan race was destroyed. Wiping out everyone, killing everyone on it at the time. It's the same thing. Everyone was eliminated. Like, it's so weird because the meaning is very clear, even in the rewritten version. Oh, that's one I have in the next episode. would, Would people really get that offended or upset at the word kill? Like, I don't really understand... Why the need to be so afraid of these words? Like, has anyone actually gotten in trouble, you know, by a cartoon having this kind of language in it before? I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's move on to episode two. Uh, very quickly at the beginning of the episode, we get this one. Hey, you! Goku isn't capable of killing anybody! Hush, old man. That makes sense. I mean, he has killed... Piccolo Daimao, kind of, sort of. He kills more people in movies than anything else. But anyways, then we get this one. I love the delivery here. Hey, you! Look! Stop your jabbering! Goku isn't capable of... Hush, old man. Stop your jabbering! Jibber jabber! I love that line so much. Uh, I think they did a decent enough version of rewriting it to make it sound like he's being cut off by Raditz, but it still feels like something's off in there. Like, his line delivery is kind of slow, but eh, whatever. Then the next one is another one of those. They change the word dead to eliminated. It's like their default word to go to. So here's the original broadcast version. It makes no difference. All of the people on this planet will be dead soon. And then here's the redone version. 
It makes no difference. All of the people on this planet will be eliminated soon. Eh, whatever. However, the next one, Mary, like you were talking about, people are clearly going to understand what's being talked about here. And even if you try to reword your way around it, they're still saying the exact same thing. So here's the original broadcast version. Wait a second. Hey, if I die, you could wish me back with the Dragon Balls, okay? And then here's the redone version. Hey, wait a second. If anything should happen to me, wish me back with the Dragon Balls. So what does he mean if... Anything should happen to me. What anything? Like, did he break a leg? Maybe, yeah. Did his head get punched in a little bit? And the next one takes it to an even better level. So here's another line from the original broadcast version. Krillin, you've already been restored to life once with the Dragon Balls. So has Master Roshi. (sighs) So that's it. If either of you die, it's for keeps. Typical, if you watch a Japanese version, you're quite familiar with these kind of lines. Here's the redone version. Krillin, you've already been restored to life once with the Dragon Balls. So has Master Roshi. (sighs) So that's it. In this case, it's for keeps. So what they got rid of here is if either of you die. So that's it. In this case, it's for keeps. But in the same line, they kept in the been restored to life once with the Dragon Balls. Oh, because life is not death. Right. So like without saying death, they have already very explicitly implied if you're dead. Mm -hmm. But they still tried to write around it at the end of the sentence there. Kind of strange. And the next one we have here. I'd be dead now anyway if it wasn't for you. (sighs) I hate this. And another typical kind of rewrite. You know, I'd be history by now if it wasn't for you. <sighs> I hate this. Not a too bad of a one here. Just, I'd be history. More of that dub Krillin kind this of This is speech. so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a kick out of these. And then the next one. This is uh, another one of the classic ones along the lines of I smell death in the air. Piccolo! Oh, great. What else could go wrong today? You could get killed for one thing. I like that response from Piccolo. And here we have the redone version with more of that Funimation rewriting. Piccolo! Oh, great. What else could go wrong today? I suppose you could get me angry. Like, no, 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 I'm Piccolo, and I'm saying something stupid in response. Eh, a lot of episode one and two Piccolo just doesn't feel like Piccolo to me. Like, it, it's almost like Scott McNeil Piccolo and Toshio Furukawa Piccolo. They're both Piccolo, but like different sides of that Piccolo. It's strange. Because in that uh, first episode, we have that, now listen to me, you came here. I have no interest in starting a fight. Like, when would Piccolo ever say that? But it still sounds like a Piccolo kind of line. Yeah. And so does this one. It still sounds like Piccolo maybe could say that. It's, I don't think it's that bad. It's kind of corny sounding. It's just not as badass as you could get killed for. Right, right. And then we have uh, the last instance of the, the death rewrites that I found. And this is uh, Raditz stuff. All right, then. Have it your way, Kakarot. I didn't come here to kill you, but you leave me no choice. And then the redone version. Have it your way, Kakarot. I didn't come here to make trouble, but you give me no choice. Oh, watch out. He's going to make trouble. It's going to start a rumble. It's like, hey, gang. That crazy rabbit. What's he going to do? It's going to be a rumble tonight. He's going to pull a rabbit out of a hat. Oh, shit. 
Uh, and then the confusing stuff happens. Because like I was saying before, I always remembered it was episodes 1 through 4 that had the line changes. Because 1 through 4 almost seemed kind of separated from the rest of the dub. I guess you just had to be there to get that impression. But here's a couple lines from episode 3, both in the original broadcast and on the Arrival release and rebroadcast. Fools, all of your planning is futile. You can whisper all you want, but you're still going to die. Uh, There's your die. Well, here's another die for you, too. So you can see, I have no choice. He must die now. And then probably one of the most brutal lines... You are the first to ever damage me like this, my nephew. You are a true warrior who is worthy of being a Saiyan. And you will have a death that is also worthy of a Saiyan. Killing children, huh? Yeah, right? You figured that would be the first thing to go. Yeah, exactly. I wonder why, you know, at episode two, they just, you know, stopped Stop caring. Stuff. I don't and it's funny because in episode five, oh, I actually don't remember when Next Dimension is first mentioned. I think it was episode five. So what happened with three and four that they just didn't do anything with? Maybe there was, uh, maybe something was done and maybe just didn't accidentally didn't get aired. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> one thing I did want to mention is that one of the extras on Funimation DVDs back in the Trunks era. I don't know if you remember this, that World of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. It was kind of like a recap featurette leading you up to the Jinzo Ningen arc. Some of the scenes they played in that from the first two seasons were the original broadcast versions. In there, you have the I Smell Death in the Air. This isn't good. I smell death in the air. Remember when that first came out, people were like, I don't remember that line being in there. What's up with that? I remember that being a big to-do back then. And what's funny is that I think through a lot of the season one and two stuff in that featurette, they purposefully didn't play a lot of the voices because they weren't the Funimation in-house voices at the time. So it's kind of interesting that they bumped that part up for you to hear. So maybe you're wondering, how did you get all of these samples? Well, the funny thing is, is I'm insane. And I know the audio from Arrival so disgustingly well that when I listen to the original broadcast versions, any minute change in line delivery, I'm like, oh shit, that was changed. So I just listened to the episodes, and every time I heard something different, I made a note. And that's how we came up with these 12 different things. But I also found one little nitpick thing. A mistake not related to any kind of censoring or getting around death. And this is a Raditz line. Here's it from the original broadcast version. What? Goku is here. But if my scout is not broken... Mary, what is wrong with this line? Well, he's calling Goku, Goku. Very strange. So here's what it sounds like on arrival when they fixed it. What the? Kakarot is here. But if my scout is not broken... Ah, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, because Raditz obviously wouldn't know that Goku's going around calling himself Goku. I mean, he might have picked it up when they were all bantering with each other on the island, but he still never calls him that. Right. Like, when does Vegeta ever call him Goku? Except maybe once or twice towards the end. Mm -hmm. Probably talking out of my ass now because I don't remember it that well. But it's the same kind of thing. They never call him Goku. So, uh... I found a mistake! Apparently so did they. Yeah, I'm glad they found it. (laughs) And uh, there's a little bit of history for you all. Redubs were happening 10 years, 11 years ago. Well, not quite 11, since this aired in, like, I was right. 10 years ago, we had redubs. 
and we didn't like them because they took our words away from us. We didn't get them back for years and years and years. Fun stuff. I love going back in history and taking a look at this stuff. And I know you love audio. I do love audio because the podcast is audio-based, and it's always important and fun to throw in that kind of stuff. And it creates more work, but I love it. So that wraps up the topic. Woohoo! Cool shiz. So I guess that means right now we are going to move into, um, emails. Mary, read the first email we got here from Sam, if you could please. Okie dokie. Sam writes, I was thinking of purchasing the R2 Dragon Box Masters single releases. I've purchased and do plan on continuing to purchase Funimation season releases, but I would also like to be able to see how it was actually meant to be seen. Now, I've heard multiple times suggestions on actually purchasing it, but not really any information on where. Would I check sites like uh, Japanese eBay or something? Yeah, I really have no idea what to actually search for when looking for the singles, so I've come to you, X, for help regarding this matter. Thanks for the help. No problem. You can find this stuff actually pretty easily. Uh, some of the sites I've used in the past include PlayAsia, that's play-asia.com. That's usually where I get video games, but they also sell DVDs. Um, you probably get cheaper shipping from there, too. Um, CD Japan, that is www.cdjapan.co.jp. Um, they're primarily CDs, but they also do DVDs and all that kind of stuff. Shipping's more expensive. They're actually based in Japan. Um, you can also use Amazon Japan, amazon.co.jp. That should pretty much cover you. Uh, when you actually want to look for Dragon Ball Z things, you can do a couple different things. First thing I always do is if it's an English site, just type in Dragon Ball Z. Um, try it with the space and without the space between Dragon and Ball. Sometimes you get different results there. On Amazon Japan, one of my tactics is to just type in Dragon Ball and just get whatever search results come in and then look for something that has Dragon Ball Z written in Katakana. Copy and paste that back in the search box. And then you can pretty much figure out what the DVDs are because you can see the cover art and it looks like a DVD. But that should take care of you. So good luck purchasing all of those and uh, enjoy them. Mary, Mm -hmm. why don't you read the other email? Oh boy, I'm fancy today. You are. All right, this is from Tim. What's up, Tim? And Tim says, I have a question for Mike, though a bit off topic of Dragon Ball. It's okay. I was wondering how many video game consoles slash handhelds you have. Mmm. Well, now, this will be fun. Uh, (laughs) I'm a big-time collector slash gamer myself, and I have about 13 consoles. Keep up the great work on the site and podcast. All right, Mike, get to work. All right, let's see if I can figure this out. I tried writing a list. Um, so I'll, I'll save the list and then I'll make some comments afterwards. Nintendo Entertainment System. Game Boy. Game Boy Color. Game Boy Advance. Super Nintendo Entertainment System with Super Game Boy. Virtual Boy. Nintendo 64. GameCube with Game Boy Player. Wii. DS. And then I bought you a DS Lite. Yes. So it was from my money, so it counts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I bought you the DS. So that's my money. Touche. Genesis slash 32X. Saturn. Dreamcast. PS1. PS2 US, PS2 Japanese, and then let's see, what else do I have here that's not quite mainstream? I have a Neo Geo Pocket Color, and I have a Bandai Playdia. Is that it? I think so. I think so, too. I think I'm forgetting something. But anyways, so I'm going through this list, and I'm thinking, you know, that's not quite as hardcore as I kind of wish it was. I mean, I have things like the Neo Geo Pocket Color and the Playdia, but then, like, I don't have an Xbox. I have a 360. Other systems I want to get... I want to get myself a Wonder Swan because there's a Dragon Ball game for it, and clearly I should own that. Uh, I want to get myself a Nomad. Do you know what that is, Mary? No. It's a portable Genesis. Wow. It's, a, it's an actual Sega Genesis that takes Genesis cartridges, 
and like six AA batteries and need some in like two hours. Wasn't there um there was another portable handheld it was like a color god what the hell was it game gear yeah game gear atari links yeah game gear was the one i was thinking of specifically okay. you yeah. don't have that no i don't have that so it's kind of strange i thought i was more hardcore but like my virtual boy doesn't even work anymore i'm so sad i want to play galactic pinball so bad so yeah i think that's all i have then i have like computers i hear those play games but i don't play games on computers is that it? Yep. I think that's it. So thanks for the emails, folks. If you would like to send in emails, if you have suggestions, if you have comments, if you have questions for us to answer. Oh, so simple. Send those emails over to podcast at dizex.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Hey, we also take audio emails, too. We haven't mentioned it in a while, so we haven't gotten any in a while. But we take them. Send an MP3. We'll play it, and then we will answer it. Hey, Mary. Yes, sir. Time for contest. Oh, wow. Raffles. <laughs> Raffle Malau. <laughs> Raffle Malau. <laughs> we are giving away the uh, Dragon Ball Z Season 1 Remastered Vegeta Saga box set from Funimation. So but it's not from Funimation. Yeah, we're not like total hypocrites, but we're pretty damn close. <laughs> well, what it comes down to is that, like we said last week, Tanuki Kuribo is um, hijacking trains and he's stealing things from the briefcases of Funimation executives. He wears like the... Um, a Tanuki outfit. Yeah, he does it in the Tanuki outfit. He's exactly. Tanuki Kuribo. And if people come by and they're like, hey, what are you doing? He presses down and be and he turns to stone and then they're like holy shit where did he go and then while he's I stone only, i only see a statue here except he actually slipped underneath the stone outfit and he's like invisible and then he steals her their briefcases right so he stole us <laughs> i really hope he didn't steal it but it'd be really funny if he did because i don't think anyone should pay money for this <laughs> so we have one of these box sets to give away and we are well giving it away so if you would like to win this, it's very simple. Like I said, we don't want you to pay money for it. We don't want you to put any effort into this. All you got to do is send us an email. And you send that to contest at dizex.com. You spell contest, C-O-N-T-E-S-T. And you do that little at thing. And that's D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. We are so special. Individual addresses for individual things. I'm so organized. I should check to see what we have for emails. Send it on Spam. over. Yeah. <laughs> Make your penis bigger. Mary. What? That was a weird segue. Um, so the contest. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send that shit in. Uh, make sure there's something in the subject so I don't think it's spam. Say like, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I think this box set sucks. I don't like this box set. Can I have it, please? <laughs> Send those on in. Get those emails into us by March 2nd, 2007. That is a Friday. Get them in by 12 noon. Noon Eastern American time. Then we'll give it away next week. Just like always, be one of those random number drawings. Someone's going to win a free DVD box set. And to make it up for sending you shit, I'll pack in some cool stuff, too. Mike always gives cool shit. That's right. I think that's going to wrap up this here episode, Mary. Oh, so soon. Yeah. At because least... it's a work night. Oh, right. So we'll say goodbye to all of the listeners out there. Next week, theoretically, Jeff's going to be back with us. We are going to do the manga review of volume two of the manga with the volumes and <laughs> the number two. Because stuff. So read along with us. We'll talk all about it. We'll give our little review, a little analysis, some things we thought of. 
And uh, if you're not cut up, check out uh, the episode where we did Volume 1. We're going to keep going every month with this. Super cool stuff. Hopefully, Julian will be... Don't you laugh at my verbal improficiencies. <laughs> my brain. Oh, uh, yes. Come back to us next week. Good times. We're actually going to have to read that volume. <laughs> I all, know. All three of us are going to have to read this volume in the next week. I know. So you and I need to, like, read it tomorrow. Right. Because if Jeff comes over, we'll have to give it to him. I know. Exactly. All right. So let's wrap this up, and you can start reading. My head hurts. Ah, oh, fine. Mary, if anyone would like to check you, uh, let me yeah, that. If well, anyone, check me out online. If anyone would like to see the artistic creations you have partaken in over the past decade in the form of a website that contains other items as well. Yeah, you can do that at Temple of Trunks. Wow, I'm a hick. Anyway, uh, Temple of Trunks, the website, can be found at www.templeotrunks.com Aren't you fucking special? I've been saying that all episode long. I know. And also special. Very special. Mike Labrie. He's a different kind of special. Because he's at... Hey! Yeah, I said it. I said it! On behalf of the people! Dies and Chewy X, myself and Julian, can be found at minus a bunch of those dot d a i z e x dot com. Dot to com, as Julian would say. com. That's what he says. Sorry. Get right, special. Okay, master. Ah, that's gonna wrap it up for good. Mary, thank you for living here and yeah. recording the show with thanks me for letting me be on the show stuffage and shiznit i'm the one with the tapes you have to have me on the show <laughs> that's true so uh, everyone we will see you again next week for episode 67 holy shiz we're getting up there we are it's almost kind of like a, an important dragon ball number because it's like episode 67 68 dude that's so nerdy <laughs> holy crap <laughs> Do I not need to finish that? No, you don't. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're not a 10-year-old Dragon Ball. Well, a 10-year-old? A 9-year-old Dragon Ball. That's it. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I am Mike Labrie, Vegeta EX, and I'll speak the truth so you know I mean it. I'll take my time so you know I mean it. You know I mean it. <laughs> what the fuck did I just say? <laughs>